as we do school. We hear of his greatness, we sing of his greatness, uh, we read of his, of his greatness, and just a, just a few expressions concerning him with regards to the, to the work we just sang a while ago, till all redemptions, uh, toil was, I don't remember those, those words, uh, but till all redemption, till all redemption toil was done. Um, in St. John chapter 19, you know, we read in verse, in verse uh, 17, which is a, a verse that is often read and um, probably there is more silence in it. Uh, but there is, there is depth in it as we, as we read it and meditate in it. And he bearing his cross, that is St. John 19, 17, and he bearing his cross went forth into a place called the place of a skull, which is called in the Hebrew Golgotha. It is, it is just the first part of the verse which says, he bearing his cross went forth. Went forth to do what? You know, as we, as we read this, it is very easy to see that what is happening here is that Jesus went forth to die. Jesus went forth to the cross. Uh, but isn't there much, isn't it a fact that there's much more to, to this? Because if we look, if we look carefully as helped by the Spirit, we'll see that this was as it were. Jesus went forth, he went forth with an agenda. What was that agenda? To finish his father's business. To finish his, fa his father's business. He had, he had said uh, earlier on that um, he must be about his father's business. And so Jesus went forth with an agenda. It took to man, it, it simply means that, uh, okay, it is time to die now, so we move on to the place of execution. But Jesus, for the believer, Jesus went forth is much more than that. Was, it was to accomplish the will of God, and in the will of God, yes, was our salvation. In the will of God, it was to put away, uh, it was to restore that which he took not away with regards to, to God. So there are just a few other expressions that I'd like to tie in with, with this to see uh, what is it that Jesus went forth to do. So in, in Hebrews chapter 9 at verse 26, Hebrews 9 at verse 26, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 26, and that says, For then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, once in the end of the world, have he appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. It is the thought here of putting away sin, because we know that this was via 
the cross. It was through the cross, by the means of the cross. So therefore, here we have the Lord Jesus. He went forth, and one of the main things that he went forth to do was to put away sin. Now, what is meant by, what is meant by this? Because we, we see in this world that there is still sin around us. So one might wonder, what is it that is entailed here in putting away sin, and yet we see sin around us? Well, the fact is, the, the judgment of sin is included in this, but not just limited to that. This includes sin and the effects it has on man and the earth. In a coming day, we'll see the, 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 the vastness and the, the glorious effects of this when he shall reign in this earth in righteousness. But it, 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 how does this affect us? Because I should mention also you know, that these expressions, these things, it is, only the, it is only in the new creation that these things are real. So they are only good to the believer. Wonderful. So in, in, um, in Romans chapter 6 at verse 14, we are told that sin shall have no more dominion over you. Sin shall have no more dominion over you. So for the believer... The Lord Jesus went forth to put away sin, and as a result of that, sin shall have no more dominion over us. So we are delivered from the penalty of sin. The wages of sin is death. We have been delivered from, from that, the penalty. We have been delivered from the very uh, from the dominion of sin, as we have there in verse 14 of Romans 6. We, so we are being delivered on a daily basis from the power of sin, same as dominion of sin. You know, some things that a believer doesn't do, the world doesn't believe. When we say, when a believer said that there are certain things that I don't do, the world says it's not true. But we have been delivered from the very, from the very power of sin. And in a, in a coming day, in 2 Corinthians 1 and verse 10, we are told there, or paraphrasing, we see that in a coming day, we are going to be delivered from the very presence of sin. So presently, when in the past, we have been delivered from the penalty. Presently, we are being delivered from the dominion or the power. And in the future, we're going to be delivered from the very presence of sin. Jesus went forth, and he went forth with an agenda, and a part of that agenda, brethren, was to put away sin. One of the second, the second thing I'd like to bring before us is in the same Hebrews, Jesus went forth. In Hebrews chapter 2 at verse 14, it says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that hath the power of death, that is, the devil. He has destroyed the devil. But then again, how? Because we see so many devilish, satanic things taking place in the world today. But as was said before, let us bear that in mind that 
These things are only true in the new creation. And so they are only good for the believer. So what is entailed here when it says that he, 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 uh, he has destroyed Satan? You see, Satan directed man into sin. And even now, he still wields the power of death in the conscience of man. So man is afraid. Man is afraid of death. So as a result of that, this makes man afraid. So he, so he's, he, he, he holds them in bondage. Now, only death could annul the power of death. Only death could annul the power of, the, of death. And it must be via the death of a man. So Jesus came and he died. So we find, therefore, that as a result of, 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 the, of, the, of the death of the Lord Jesus, Satan has been destroyed in terms of, in terms of his effects on the believer. For us, the death does not wield uh, that, 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 that fear in our conscience because that has been destroyed. Yes, death will continue to be, to be an enemy. The last enemy to be destroyed will be death. But you know, as a result of the, what the Lord Jesus did on the cross, the believer, it is only the believer who can look forward to death. I remember uh, a gentleman, a, a Christian gentleman uh, was sharing with a group of us once and he was trying to say what dignity and uh, pride and all of those things uh, are like. And he said to us, he remember there was, a, there was a little old lady, she was dying. And when they went to look for her, she knowing that she would soon pass, you know what she did? She looked at them and she smiled and she said to them, guess what? I am going to see Jesus before you. Death doesn't wield that, uh, that power in the conscience of the believer any longer. Yes, to come to it is another thing. But it is true that the Lord Jesus has destroyed the devil. So he does not wield the power of death in our conscience. He does that with regards to the, the, the old creation. He does that too with regards to the, the man of the world. But for the believer, we don't have to be afraid of death. Death is no longer a bondage. But as was said, only death could have annul or put to an end the power of death. And Jesus died, brethren. And so Satan has been destroyed. Now, in 2 Timothy chapter, 2 Timothy 1 verse 10, still looking at um, just a few expressions. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 10. It says, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Jesus went forth bearing his cross 
with an agenda. A part of that agenda, brethren, was to abolish death. Man thought that he just went forth to die. But it was much more than that. He has abolished death. Now, what does this mean? You see, brethren, before the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, death ruled as a wicked boss over man. We feared death. I remember as a boy, I, whenever I went to the woods and, and I came back, there was a time when I feared death in such a way that I would make sure to wash my hands as best as I could because I said, just in case I touched anything in the woods that is poisonous. So I wouldn't eat anything. I wouldn't hold my, I wouldn't use my hand to hold anything until they were washed thoroughly because of the fear of death. And to make it worse, one of my bigger sisters, I don't know how come she was observing this. And she said to me, People who are afraid of death, you know, die quick. And that made it worse. <laughs> I, I remember I used to, whenever I went to bed, I used to lie in my bed, my little bed in a little corner. And I used to, I used to repeat very slowly the Lord's Prayer because I thought that I didn't, I didn't realize that you could have died anytime. So I thought that, okay, if I die in my sleep. I would be okay. So I just repeated the Lord's prayer very, very slowly every night. The fear of death. That was so, so as I said before, death ruled as a wicked boss over man. But that is the man that is in the world. That was before I knew the Lord Jesus Christ as my savior. So his resurrection is a pledge that all believers will rise from the dead to die no more. So now death is merely a tool to bring us to heaven. That's all death does. Paul says to be, to, 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 to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Death does us a favor. It is, the, the problem is for you and I to get to that place. It's a difficult place to reach. It's a very wonderful place, but it is not easy to get to that point where we see death simply as a transport to heaven. It has become a servant and no longer a master. Death, so at the rapture, you know at the rapture, in, in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55, we have... Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? It is at the rapture, you know, that those who had died and, and, and are raised, at that point, they are going to say, oh, death. Well, let me put it the other, let me put it the other way, really. Oh, death, where is thy sting? That is going to be for those who remain alive, because remember the scripture tells us that the dead in Christ shall rise first, and then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together. Well, at the rapture, there, those who would not have died, would not have experienced death, will say, oh, death, where is thy sting? But for, our, but for those who would have died, they, 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 will, they will exclaim, grave, where is thy victory? 
And so we find that as a result of the Lord Jesus going forth, death has been abolished in the sense that it is no longer a, a, a master, but simply a tool and a servant. It was a master, a very wicked master, still is for the old creation, for the man of sin. But for the believer, death is simply a servant absent from the body, present with the Lord. No matter what, how the believer died, there were those that were burnt at the stake we, we, we know of historically. There were those that were sawn asunder. But it doesn't matter how the believer dies. Death is simply a tool to bring the believer to heaven. And it has, it, so it, is, it has become simply a servant. Death is abolished. And all its power. But again, in the new creation. And in, 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 in 1 John chapter 3, 1 John chapter 3, I think it's verse 8. 1 John 3, verse 8. Yes. He that committeth sin is of the devil. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. The, the works of the devil, the Lord Jesus has undone the work of the devil. You see, the devil leads man by way of lawlessness. But we read in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And we also read there that he leadeth me in the path of righteousness. So now we find that as a result of the Lord Jesus going forth, he has undone the works of the devil. So in the old creation that still exists, man are still led by way of lawlessness. When you look at some things that are considered law, you wonder. But for the believer, the Lord is now leading us in the path of righteousness. And we know that path. And that is the path that the believer uh, trod. There is a new way. There is a new, before we knew the Lord Jesus, there was only one way. We were led by the way of lawlessness. To what degree does it really matter? Because, you know, some people will say that, well, we never, we never handled guns. We never killed anybody. We never, we didn't do certain wicked things. But we were still on the same road. We were different. Our different aspect takes place on the same road. But the devil was still the leader of lawlessness. But for us today, that has been undone. The Lord Jesus has undone the works of the devil. And therefore, in the new creation, the Lord is our shepherd. And the Lord leads us in the path of righteousness. And the very last thing I'd like to say is that we remember in Psalm 69 at verse 4 that the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus, we don't have the time to go into that, but the Lord Jesus has restored that which he took not away. Because when sin came in, the, the name of God was, 
was was dishonored. God has the Lord Jesus has brought back to the Lord to, to, to God honor and glory and praise and adoration. All of those things were taken away in the garden when man sinned. But he came, he went forth, beloved, in, 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 in John 19, he went forth bearing his cross to accomplish these wondrous things. May we continue to adore him as we recognize indeed the marvels of his work. He has put away sin, he has destroyed Satan, he has abolished death, he has undone the work of the devil, and he has restored to God that which he took not away. What a blessed person with whom we have to do. May we bless his name as we continue in this scene. Amen. 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 Amen.